100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Wow, wow, wow. Last night, Pelican's Twitter was absolutely fire. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, we're going to just kick things right off. Kendrick Perkins said some things about the New Orleans Pelicans and how they should move locations to Seattle just because of everything that's been going on the past couple of weeks. But the city of New Orleans came back fighting on Twitter spaces, 2,000 plus of you guys. Um, awesome experience. Awesome to hear everybody talking that was involved. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, here's Kendrick Perkins on the New Orleans Pelicans and how they should you know, move locations. It's time for the Pelicans to relocate. I think a city like Seattle, a city like Las Vegas is more deserving of a, of a, of a team, yeah. of a basketball team, because I played in New Orleans and they always are going to come second to the New Orleans Saints. I've been there. They always are going to be the little brother to the New Orleans Saints. Just think about it. Zion is a box office type guy. The Pelicans are still trying to give tickets away. Like, we watch it, even when he's playing, we're watching the game, and it's empty seats. Like, it would never be a basketball city, and that's okay. But I think if the NBA want to move in the right direction, they really have to consider moving this team and this organization in order for them to even keep superstars and make this franchise relevant. So that's what sparked the discussion last night, and the Pelicans – Twitter feed, the official Pelicans Twitter, got involved, got Kendrick Perkins, called him out to join Chris Conner. We'll have him on at 1230 to just give his take on how all this came to be. But before we get into the discussion, I have to play this for Gus Cattengill and it's Rebecca Brown. It is the weekend, and I'm actually joined by General D and Travis, you know, LeBron's scribe, not Brian Winters. There we go. Yeah, uh uh-huh. It's all good. I'll take my my title and run with it. You know, Gus is lying to you guys, though. I don't know what Gus said. I know uh, Gus says that he's out and about right now. I just want you guys to know that uh, he is actually out here scouting Bronny. He went to a game on the West Coast. He wants LeBron James here. I'm just here to let you guys know. Whatever he's he's lying to you guys. He cannot wait to get LeBron James in the Pelican jersey. I have the text message to prove it. It's not Mardi Gras day yet, and I don't think you're too deep in your cup. So I think you're a little bit off kilter there, thinking that <laughs> that Bron's coming to New Orleans. But uh, the whole Bronny thing does make some sense. If you know he gets into the league as a, as a second round pick, uh, he's going to go where Bronny's going to go. But that's that's a little ways away. But I want to just introduce myself to the the, the public. A of little course. Bit. So, you know, I used to coach and teach um, in the Catholic League years ago. Uh, I used to coach basketball, and currently I'm in, in medical sales. Um, but I've had the fortune to call in a bunch of times uh, to talk to Gus, and I used to see him at the gym, and we would, would kind of kick it back and forth on some, some different debate topics. And I can tell you one thing, that this job of talking sports is not easy. A lot of times we go on there and we listen to guys and we think about their takes and you're like, man, I can't believe what they said. Well, sometimes it just you get caught up in the moment. You don't get a chance to think some things through. And I'm just going to preface that by saying today we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> so <laughs> A lot you, of fun. You may not agree what we have to say, but we're going to have a lot of fun and we have a lot of takes because yeah. we did a little pre-meeting on this and a lot of great things came from it just from the collaboration of different thoughts. The thing that I think is very unique about what Kendrick Perkins had to say is that it was very disrespectful to the city. And that's why I think you had 2,000 people that were in that group chat last night listening to some of the things he had to say, but then a bunch of the sportscasters got in there, sports writers, sportscasters, were talking about why he was wrong in his assessment of the Pelicans moving or relocating or should be out the city. The thing that he really seemed to forget 
is that this city has a passion for their sports. Any sport. Any sport. Any sport. Here. And the thing is, with the Saints, there's such a history there. I'm old enough. I'm 52 to remember when everybody was wearing bags and you couldn't give tickets away to go to a Saints game. And now it's standing room only, even with the the doubts of like who's going to be the quarterback, the the new oh, coach coming in, yeah. and they still got the yeah. stadium rocking. Yeah. Because people believe, and that was something when Katrina hit, that everybody rallied around their sports team and believed that not only could they re- overcome anything, but believed in a sports team that they could latch on to. And they want to latch on to a winner. So the reason that you know people want to say knock the Pelicans for their, their deficiencies that they've had has been because of some of the, I guess, wrongs of the past. And if we look at the... Um, the general managers that we've had in the past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and some of the players kept around that shouldn't have been here uh, and the, in the long run. Yeah, yeah the Greg Steamses of the world yeah. and the Omar Oshik contracts. I mean, those are some albatrosses that they had to get rid of. And everybody thought that David Griffin was going to be the savior when he came in, right? I mean, I, I was all positive, and, and Griff we trust. Yeah. Don't bow down and, and all this stuff. Well, the problem that Griff has, has, has uh, I think he's run up against is the fact that he's never been as truthful as we like him to be. And all you have to do is just be honest. Be honest with the city. The city's going to be honest with you. And I think you saw that last night. Yeah, whatever you give to the city, you're going to get back. Perk came on the Internet for whatever reason yesterday and decided to give the city some some flames. And I don't think he understood that this city carries just about as much uh, in blowtorches as we carry in – anything else and i think brian actually kind of said it best in his analogy <laughs> and i'll play it for you right here and I, I have a few of the snippets throughout last night's twitter spaces that we'll get into throughout the show but here's brian a mile high formerly brian and nola east take on Ke- what kendrick perkins said if they don't come to agreement and sign a rookie extension this summer Brian, answer that. I'm, I'm going to answer it for you, Perk, and then I got a question for you. To answer your question, no, we wouldn't be heartbroken. Perk, you're talking about first, you, you started, you started off by saying Saints fans, and that's what most New Orleans people are. We're not, it's not a basketball city, right? Have you, can you imagine the heartbreak that New Orleans Saints fans have been through? And those Saints fans are, of the Saints are also fans of the Pelicans. Bro, heartbreak ain't nothing to New Orleans. Boy, do you know who you're talking to? We are the 504. New Orleans, heartbreak, New Orleans and heartbreak synonymous. We have bounced back after every heartbreak. Heartbreak don't mean nothing to New Orleans. Let me stop you right there before you cut me off. So let me ask you the question I wanted to ask you. You're married, right, Perk? Yeah, I've been married. Okay, does your wife do every single thing perfectly? No. Be careful. Okay, so do you want to relocate her because of that? Do you no, want to? Okay, she, but that's what you're telling me about my no, basketball no, no. team. You're telling me get rid of them because they're not doing exactly. the right thing. Talk your shit, Brian. Talk your shit, Brian. For the simple fact that. Why if, not? You if, love her, if, don't you? If, if she did we love our team. If she did something outrageous, I'm going to relocate What, what, what the Pelicans did outrageous for me want to want them gone, Bert? Because they keep losing superstars. Guess what? Okay. Your wife, your, your wife, your, your wife ain't the same as she was when you met her. She ain't the same when you met her. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. No, I mean, no, no, as, no, no, as a woman, no, no, as a woman no, get older, no, she changed. No, hold on for a second. So, so that was just one of the clips from last night. There's plenty of more to get into throughout the entire show, but I just think it's a great. I mean. Kendrick Perkins basically came into the whole conversation saying the Pelicans aren't ever going to top the New Orleans Saints. And I just at the same time, there was people inside that chat saying, well, look at the Bears and the Bulls. I mean, are the Bulls ever going to pass okay, so pass up the Bears and the, the Mavs are the the Mavs can never pass up the Cowboys because it's America's team. Is, so it's not it's not so it's not America's team. It's not um, it's not. It's not the Chicago Bears or Chicago field. It, they, they're bad, and everybody's still at Bulls games. What it is is football is king here. It's always been that way. That's okay. Football is football is attendance numbers. Don't compare it to anything else. The, the reason being is, number one, it ain't 82 games. It's only 16, and you got to win them, you know? And it's a shortened season. It makes everything. But also – the NBA is trying to get around to that. Remember, he's trying to cut games short. He's trying to figure out a way to make every game competitive. But that doesn't mean that your games can't be competitive. It doesn't mean that the Pelicans can't have a competitive um, a competitive 
type of atmosphere. Two things All, can be true at the same time, yeah, right? I mean, so, just, I mean, both, both about, teams man? can coexist in this market. I don't, there's I don't there's that. love for the Pelicans. You had 2,000 people in a group chat on a Thursday night just because somebody attacked him on TV. Right. So <laughs> when the when the team is putting a product on the on the court that has been a winner, this place has been lit. I mean, I was at the playoff games back when they were, were, the, were the Hornets, and they made that run. And the problem was, and I think Schmidt brought it up, or I forget, maybe it's Ali who brought it up, talked about the, the problem is, I think it was Ali who brought it up, is that the, at the time, the reason Chris Paul wanted out was because the the organization was in flux. Yes. They didn't have ownership at the time that could pay those people who should be getting those contracts. They lost Tyson Chandler. They were about to lose David West. They had a lot of guys that were the core nucleus of this team, and they were letting walk. So Chris saw that as an opportunity. He said, i got to get out of here. Well, I and change, and yeah. that's what, what happened. They forced the hand, and he was trying to go to L.A., but the, but the NBA had taken Stop ownership, mm-hmm. and they stopped the trade. Yeah. The problem with the Anthony Davis thing that everybody looks to is that Anthony gave us seven years, right? He came in looking like a pencil when he got here. Mm-hmm. Now he all he of a sudden looks like a different guy. He right looks now. like a completely different person. Oh, and oh. his defensive his defensive play is you what got him as that number one pick, right? <laughs> his defensive play. His offensive game had to catch up. So it's a reverse with Zion. Zion right now, his offensive game is there. His defensive game needs to catch up. The problem is when he left to go to L.A., mm-hmm. like he lost a superstar. Last night I thought was most comical is when Perk had to say that we lost another superstar and included Lonzo Ball in that conversation. <laughs> oh, I have that bite, too, that we can play. That was but absolutely I, I, we'll, crazy. We'll save that for a little bit There was later. no way we were going to pay Lonzo Ball the amount of money he wanted to command. And actually what Griff has done a good job of is bringing in C.J. McCollum. Right. Yeah. So the, the thing that I want to address right here right now is that every time that Zion has been asked, does he want to be here? He says yes. The problem is, is that whoever's running his camp or his team is not out in front of this and being in front of the public and saying it over and over and over again. Because guess what? Not everybody's in tune to sports like we are. Yeah. Right. I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm watching everything I can consume when I'm at the gym about sports every 24 seven, basically, because I love it. Mm-hmm. But every, the average person doesn't hear it, and then all of a sudden they get a sound bite, or they flip open NOLA.com and says, oh, it looks like the, 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 the love affair doesn't want to be right. here. Right? So, and that's th- all you see 24-7 with, the national, with right. the national media. So if the national media starts a certain narrative about bringing him into a, a bigger market, that's unfair to not only to Zion, it's unfair to New Orleans. Why are we the ones supposed to give this guy up? If he doesn't want to be here, I got you. But if he wants to be here now and he's just not in the right headspace, because this is the thing that I think we talked about, and I definitely want to make this point. I have a son who's 21 years old, right? Zion is the same age as my son. Mm-hmm. So when I was watching Zion come into the league as the next savior at 19, or the savior of the Pelicans, when they had all those people in the streets cheering his name and thinking, man, we, we, we got something now, that's a big load to carry. The guy comes in. And actually, when he was on the court, performed phenomenally, transcendent talent. But then all of a sudden he gets hurt, and yes, he didn't respond the way he should. He had his inner circle of people who've been around him and maybe giving him the wrong advice. But in the same hand, the organization has not done right by Zion either. Absolutely. Right? And that's been, I think, the biggest theme. They didn't have any consistent leadership. You've had three different coaches in, what, a year and a half under his tutelage. Mm -hmm. But when Zion was on the court, you can look at the numbers, and I think Schmidt brought it up. Uh, of how much the attendance was there. The building was being sold out, and people were excited about the Pelicans. The problem is he hasn't been on the court. And if you get the guy back on the court, give him the headspace you need, surround him with some leadership, which I think we have now with C.J. McCollum coming in the door, he's he's not only respected within the building, he's respected around the league. So that's something that I think pump the brakes, get the kid healthy, because guess what? Everybody's like, oh, he's not going to sign the extension. There has not been rookie one rookie who has not signed that extension. extension. <laughs> and if anything, he's if you look at other guys who are up for the NBA uh, MVP debate, Joel Embiid being one who wasn't healthy when he came in, got healthy, and guess what? He's putting up some serious numbers for where he's at. So, um, like you said, we're definitely on different um, – one of the things that we discussed earlier was we are on different sides of the spectrum and stuff like that. Personally – that you know, that's your opinion. My opinion is on the opposite side of things. I think it's time to just move on. I mean, you've got to show effort to be here. Um, I do understand the city wanting to wrap around Zion and embrace him. Um, you bring up Joel and B. One of the things that we don't talk enough about Joel and B looks like MVP now, 
But it took a long time, and there was a lot of change and a lot of turnover in Philly before it came about. Um, he was hurt a lot. He was. He was hurt. He's hurt. It's only been three years with Zion. Yeah, it's only been yeah. three and years. That, that is, that Not is, even a full three years yet. Yeah, that is the positive narrative that, you know, you do have something there. But do you do you want to keep doing this? I, I, I You say they're coddling. I say they're babying. Um, Jordan says something else. Hmm. It's, it's different eras here. And from my era, I believe that they're just babying him. I feel like it's time to just – Go ahead and cut ties, move on, and build around what you have with Brandon Ingram and CJ. If that is what you, if that, if that's something that you have and that's something that you want, build around that. The, um, the problem is, Travis, and and the King Scribe and you know, Clutch, <laughs> Clutch Sports has been activated over oh, here. He's, he's in all his his, all LA his, his LA gear on. The problem is, is that his value as the number one overall pick is not going to get you the return that you want. The only way you're yeah. going to get that return is to get him on the court and to actually go out and perform. And I think if he performs, everything else kind of settles, and he finally gets his, his stride. All right, we're going to go to our first break of the show. We have Chris Conner coming up at 1230. Rafael Esparza, 115, 130. Daniel Salerson, 215. Marlon Fayright, and 230. Leo Haggerty. Segment one is already over with. I'm here with General D and Travis. We'll continue this discussion and what C.J. McCollum had to say yesterday here on the Sports Hangover, your flagship station of your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN Radio New Orleans. Teaming up to create a healthier community, Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center present Health Watch. For most athletes, a gradual warm-up has very real benefits and can help prepare the body for more intense exercise. A thorough warm-up helps to increase blood flow to the working muscle, which results in decreased muscle stiffness, reduced risk of injury, and often improved performance. An effective warm-up has a number of very important key elements. These elements work together to minimize the likelihood of sports injury from physical activity. When warming up, start with the easiest and most gentle activity first, building upon each part with more energetic activities until the body is at physical and mental peak. The first step towards your best workout is a general warm-up. You want to work for about 10 minutes and end your warm-up feeling well, warm, and sweating lightly. The purpose of the general warm-up is to raise the heart rate and your breathing. This also helps to increase the muscle temperature, which means your muscles are ready for more vigorous activity. The next step towards your best workout is sport-specific warm-up. The warm-up you do will depend on your sport. During this part of the warm-up, you should up the intensity, doing the same movements you'll be doing in your workout or event. For example, football players must work to stretch their hip flexors, quads, hamstrings, calves, trunk, glutes, and upper body. Each and every muscle throughout the body is used to maximize a football player's running, jumping, blocking, and catching potential. This series of stretches can capture each of these movements to better prepare the athlete for his position. When warming up, start with the easiest and most gentle activity first, building upon each part with more energetic activities until the body is at physical and mental peak. The first step towards your best workout is a general warm-up. If you have questions about proper warm-up before activity, please contact the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502 or visit us at www.thibodeau.com. If you have questions about proper warm-up before activity, please contact the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502 or visit us at www.thibodeau.com. Health Watch is a presentation of Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. For more information on the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, call 985-493-4502 or visit Thibodeau.com. Looking for uncommon talent? Meet the grads of life. They're not the typical candidates you're used to, but they're exactly who your company needs. An ideal fit for entry-level positions, internships, and even mentorships. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn more. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Question. Would you seat your three-year-old child on a windowsill? And would you seat them in a car seat that's not the correct one? 
Secure their future. Seat them in the correct car seat. More info at safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. No, it's not Gus Kattengill. It's Jordan Kleber. Gus left for Philadelphia to call Tulane women's basketball as they take on Temple. So he's over there in Philadelphia, large market. Or to say, <laughs> so uh, we'll see if Gus come, ever comes back. But you know, as they say, no once you're in a large market, no one wants to leave. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm here with Travis and General D. You can follow both of them on Twitter. You can follow Travis at Six God Poppin and Fifey Dowen. Fife Fife Dowen. F I F E O W E N Dowen. And you can also follow me at JD Cleaver over on Twitter. No, guys, we were just kind of discussing about the Pelicans and the. Um, the, the re- yeah, in the market <laughs> size and, and everything that's happened over the past 24 hours with Kendrick Perkins. But there's something else that happened um, a little over 24 hours ago, and, and, and some of the guys finally talked after the All-Star break back in the building. Um, C.J. McCollum, the same guy that went on inside the NBA, and I wouldn't say called Zion Williamson out, but definitely made it a – I want to get in contact with you. And Put him he, on notice. Right. And, and he kind of had some words to, you know, kind of, hey, everybody else, back off of him. I, I got it under control. And this is what C.J. McCollum had to say yesterday. I played two bites. Myself ready to come back. And um, we spoke, and I'll speak to him later this week or in the week's basically. I'll speak to him next week and just catch up with him. But uh, he's, he's a very talented player. He's going through a lot. You guys are putting him on the spot, you know, on a daily. And I think he's just trying to recover on his own time and, and really focus on his rehab. I've been injured before, so I know what it's like. Um, you feel disconnected. You feel away. Um, you wish you could be out there, and it's tough. Mentally and physically, it's tough on the body. Then you got to read about yourself all the time. I know it's frustrating, but uh, i got a lot of respect for him. We're going to get along very well and continue to build our relationship, and you know, I'll be here for him when he needs me. And, the, and he also talked about, hey, is this – all this Zion talk, is it a distraction for the team? You guys are making it a distraction. But for us, it's just a part of the game. You know, He's a very good player. He's one of the faces of this league. He's a guy who you know, can move mountains, literally, you know, from a national television standpoint to an NBA rating standpoint. Like He's must-see TV. So um, he'll be healthy eventually, and when he is, uh, we'll welcome him back with open arms and hit, hit the ground running. Now, guys, I feel like this week has just been all about Zion Williamson. You have the float that's gone on. You have what we were just talking about with Perkins, C.J. McCollum, um, and, and everything that just happened over on Twitter. Is this a distraction for the team that we keep on bringing up Zion Williamson? Cause Gus and I talk about this a lot. It, it felt like that the team was over him you know, a, a few weeks ago and it went, when he was kind of away from the team, but now – all these, you know, this, these news stories are starting to pop back up, whether that be local media or national media. I just wanted to get y'all's take on everything that's happened around Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. So about it being a distraction, right? These guys are professionals, right? So it's always going to be there. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we talk about distractions. Brandon Ingram was in L.A. before this, you know, before my uh, kingdom yeah. rose up there. Oh, yeah. And what was the distraction that they had, right? It was everybody's about to, you know, trade the farm, get Anthony Davis. So about distractions, you got to play through them, and you, you get through it. I think it's less of a distraction when it's a player, okay, uh, not playing with you overall than if you're getting traded. Like we're talking about somebody that's just not playing with them. So I don't think it's as big of a distraction as if I'm sitting there saying, Oh yeah, well you know I might not be here tomorrow. I don't know if this is you know we're going with that. That's not that's not the distraction. So I think these guys are professionals. I don't think those guys are distracted. It does sound like CJ is really annoyed with these questions though. CJ sounds like, can y'all stop asking me right. this, man? I have a game to go play. Can y'all pay attention to us? It's like I'll take care of it. It's it's not for any of you guys to know about it. We're going to keep it in house right. and we're going to move along. This is what a team does. But um, General D, before I get your take, we have Jack on the line. You're here on the Sports Hangover with General D, Travis, and myself, Jordan. Uh, what's up, Jack? Hello, Jack. 
Hello. Hello. Yeah, I got Hello. you. Hello. Yeah, I got you. Okay. All right. Um, hi, other one. Uh, hey, I had a question for General D. Hey, I have a question for General D. As a coach, okay, do you think the CJ and look, CJ becomes a tremendous talent. I see the value in what he brings. But do you think that trade was made for David Griffin's benefit, or or, or do you think that it's imperative that the Pelicans make the playoffs this year? Because I would rather have seen them hang on to the younger guys. Because to me, C.J. McCollum's a guy that you add when you just need a piece to make a serious run, and I don't think the Pelicans are there. Uh, That's a great question, Jack. Uh, I would say that what they've been devoid of is leadership. And be it that you're going to get it from a superstar right away like like McCollum, and I say superstar because what he's been playing like is a superstar when he's, he's walked into the building in New Orleans. He was kind of that ancillary piece, that second guy over in Portland, maybe being a little bit overshadowed. But the one thing that we can all agree upon is being the, the, the president of the, the NBA Players Association, that commands a lot of respect. So I don't necessarily think it was a griff move to save his job. I do think it was a smart move because what this team has been devoid of has been leadership. I think Willie Green can only go so far as being the coach because I think it was Pat Riley that said that being a, a coach is transactional, okay? It, it's my job to get the most out of you and to make you perform. So it's not necessarily a lot of people say that Willie's just player's coach because he can relate with them. But it, at the end of the day, those guys play for each other. And I think by by McCollum coming into the building, you've seen that. And also, actually, I think the culture that was put there right now with, with Green is in a great place for future growth. And bringing him in kind of fills that void. And I do think that this team's going to make a little bit of a run. Will they make the playoffs? The way they're set up right now, I think they can. It really depends on how they gel quickly. Because as we've seen is that Brandon Ingram has taken a little bit of a back seat to CJ at times, not knowing when he needs to insert himself and also getting those rotations down. I'm hoping that tonight that Willie Green gets the rotations down and gets guys off the floor that have been there trying to fill that leadership void, such as a Garrett Temple, that I think's really been at the end of the rope, kind of knows what to do, but can't get the job done. And Jack, also to that same point, uh, Gus and I have been just kind of talking about it recently, and we both feel like th- this city needs a new voice. I mean, both organizations, the Saints and the Pelicans, they're crying for a new voice. You had Drew Brees and you had Sean Payton. Those were your two guys to you basically shut everybody up, whether it be the national media, the local media, or just, you know, other fan bases getting involved. And those two guys had your back. And now there's you don't have them anymore. And and you don't have that what you didn't have that with the Pelicans. But I think what you're seeing is CJ McCollum bringing him in. What he did this past week, saying what he did on Inside the NBA, and then also what he said yesterday about, hey, back off, guys. This is this is this is Zion's going to be fine. I think that's a leader, and that that's your voice that the city of New Orleans drastically needs. I personally believe that the CJ McCullen trade had to, had to be done, just specifically from a standpoint of like, what's one of the things that this team lack? They lack shooting. I mean, I went to the Pacers game right before CJ came here. And, I mean, they were like three for 22 at one point. And they were still beating the Pacers up. But they just couldn't make threes. They just – and what CJ definitely gives you is uh, a consistent shooter and then also a second consistent option, very consistent second option. I feel like um, when they do gel together like we were talking about, the one thing that Willie has to do is install Brandon Ingram to be more aggressive and then let CJ play off of Ingram. Remember, CJ's been playing off of Dame Lillard forever too. And what does Dame do? Dame take care of the ball. People go out there, try to guard Dame out there on the perimeter. All of a sudden, there's a kick out. C.J. McCollum, open three, bang. They still need a lead guard. And and C.J.'s kind of playing out of position right now, Jack. So him playing playing that that one role is really natural position is more of a two. And if you get a lead guard, and that's really, you know, what I think we've been kind of devoid of. I mean, man, Jose um, Alvarado comes in. And he gives us such a spark, and he's actually playing as a lead guard, but he's very limited. Here's a guy that wasn't even drafted. And at times, you see the Pelicans' offense, man, just starts opening up because he gets in the heart of the defense and able to drive and kick. You wasn't getting that before. When, you know, back to the whole Lonzo Ball thing, Lonzo Ball very rarely drove the ball in. 
he was always playing on the perimeter. And he was supposed to be this guy that was such a facilitator. So I do think that the Lonzo, that the C.J. McCullough trade gives you a lot. And the big thing I think, Travis and Jordan and, and, and Jack, that he gives you is that when the shot clock is winding down, he has the ability to create his own shot. At any time, he can get space and can be able to score efficiently. He's a he's a twenty plus uh, career scorer, and with that with that shot clock going in, when things break down, he has the ability to be a guy that could possibly close games for you. And I think that's where we've been list- missing a little bit as well. Jack, you got anything else before we go to break? Yeah, guys. I, well, y'all can adjust it after break. I just got one question for all of y'all. Um, how, how much how much input do you let star players in on personnel decisions? And I'm thinking about two guys, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's, obviously there's more, but Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James. I don't want to hurt Gus's feelings, but I do believe LeBron may be the greatest player of all time. But one of the things I hate most about him is, you know he has input in these player decisions, and when things go bad, he starts pointing fingers, and that's wrong. And, and I think Aaron Rodgers is, is guilty of some of that, too. Just uh, whenever you you know, when you come back for break, we'll if y'all would yeah, we'll, we'll definitely you know, give you thoughts that on that. Sure. I appreciate that's it. That's a great, a great you. topic as well, Jack. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, and when we come back, we're going to have Chris Connor. He's the one that got everything together with the Kendrick Perkins. I, I think he was me- meant to do a different show, but the Pelicans kind of basically put Kendrick Perkins in his lap. So looking forward to having him on, seeing how everything got started. Um, 30 minutes already in the books. This is ESPN Radio New Orleans, the flagship station of your New Orleans Pelicans. We'll be right back after this. I'm taking what they're giving because I'm working for a living. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Neek, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, no it's about the money. Show me the money! I, I would you love na- it. Oh, yeah, it's about the money. No, yeah, it ain't. The money helps. Yeah, I'm sure it helps, but y'all all <laughs> got enough <laughs> to not do this if you don't want to. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Your hand is up. Go ahead, man. Uh, first of all, Perk, um, OKC is 28th in Tennessee this year, uh, below the Pelicans. So man. they're not selling hey, out. Hey, uh, I'm going see, on the I'm See going when we on talk about facts, Perk? You see what facts do, Perk? Facts, no, no. Facts matter, Perk. No man, no, no what? Facts. facts matter, Perk. I know that hurt. I know that hurt because you were no, wrong. No, I don't. <laughs> just say you wrong. Hey, OG, just say you wrong. That's it. Just say you no, wrong. No, I'm not no OG, man. I grew up in the church. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports Hangover. We're now joined by Chris Connor. You can follow him over on Twitter at Impatient Bull. Hey, pleasure to be joined by you. Love what you're doing with the New Orleans Pelicans Twitter spaces. Um, how you doing today, man? Man, uh, I'm in a damn good mood, man. Pleasure, pleasure to be on. That's that's crazy that y'all clip that up and put that on there. Man. I was trying not to laugh in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just give give everybody like just tell everybody who you are if they haven't you know if they're not on Twitter. Um, everything that you do with the New Orleans Pelicans, just you know talking with the fans and getting everybody eager. For this team, even though a lot of people, you know, around the nation say, hey, there's no one in New Orleans that likes the New Orleans Pelicans. Man, I'm just 
Yo, man, I'm I'm a dude a dude that grew up that grew up in the East, born born in '92. You know what I'm saying? Um, and pretty much has been, you know, loving the team ever since they you know they dropped. You know what I mean? Ever since they relocated over and. Um, you know, seeing it, seeing it from that perspective, even since moving, like moving out the city, I mean, it's just, you know, New Orleans just leaves a, uh, it leaves an imprint on you that, and you know, you can't really, there's no way to, you know, to duplicate it or really explain it for a lot of, you know, a lot of people. So, um, I mean, I've always been passionate about not just, you know, just the basketball side of things, but any, you know, any part of New Orleans that, you know, people don't necessarily understand, you know, whatever, just, you know, just how I am. I'm, I'm always going to be loyal to that part. So, you know, for those that for those that don't know, I mean, this this Twitter spaces, this you know, this whole setup that we you know that we got going on, man. It's just it is really because I'm tired of people talking crazy about the you know about the Pelicans about because it's. I mean, and I I said it before, like it's not even it's not even just solely about just the team, man. It's just you know it has New Orleans in front of it. So to me, that's an attack at that's an attack at the people that I know and love, the people that I love to be around, the place in which I'm from. Um, and I just so happen to be, you know, a Pelicans fan, you know, a, you know, a long a long time Pelicans fan in the process, and know a little bit about basketball to be able to have the discussion. So I mean, we pull up after every game, and we have you know, and we talk about a bunch of different things. We have fun, we joke. It's a little unfiltered, to get a little crazy, but that comes with the title, that comes with the passion, and. You know that's pretty much what we're doing, but you know what I'm learning through it is that it's bringing more people to the fold. It's bringing more. It's it's educating people, and that was the part in which you bring in a person like Kendra Perkins, there's people that get on national TV and say you know things that don't that don't have facts behind them. That don't you know that's not that's not real. That's not 100. So if I get a chance or anybody get a chance to pull them to the side of it, just so happen we did it in front of 2,000 people to say, hey, Perk, you wrong, <laughs> and here's why. Whether you want to hear it or not. Hey, Chris, this is Travis, man. So, uh, quick question for you, man. Just, man, give uh, give your perspective on someone who is on the inside looking out, man. When you turn on the TV, man, and you see not just – I know we got Kendrick Perkins. He, he probably won't say anything bad about New Orleans ever again. But when you see Stephen A or you see one of these other people on the media, man, and they got something bad to say about the Pelicans, man, how exhausting is that from your standpoint as a fan, man? Just like – just, just touch on not just from a uh, you getting into the media standpoint from the spaces. Just how exhausting can that be, man? To turn on the TV and see that sometimes. I mean, you know what makes it what makes it more exhausting, Travis, is that in this period of time you see some things changing. The organization ain't perfect, right? The franchise ain't perfect. They got a lot to do in regards to marketing, and uh, I mean, even even with. Um, what we still have to figure out about the roster and, you know, some of the, some of the things there, but there's a lot of positive things to get behind that, you know, we know, right. And what's frustrating is that whether it be Stephen A or whatever, I know that these people, these people have agendas and, you know, I'm, I'm always curious, like, yo, is that really what you believe when you get on there? Are you saying it's a cater to a, you know, to a certain fan base or to ratings or whatever, you know, like that, that's the balance that I go through, but it's exhausting. It becomes exhausting when people that have resources to search these things, to talk to people, you know what I'm saying? Like, Perk, hit up, hit up Lopez, hit up Andrew Lopez. He up there, you know what I'm saying? Antonio, one reason I had, and shout out, shout out to AD, I have AD up there because, yo, Perk, AD played in the league, which, you know what I'm saying? I don't think they were ever teammates, but that's a, that's a former player. You can, you can holler at him. He's right there. Talk to him. But don't get on, the, don't get on um, whether it's Stephen A or whoever, whether you have agendas or not, just don't don't say things that, um, you know, we talking about relocation and all these other silly things when you have so many resources, whether it's been about the medical staff, whether it's been about, you know, whether it's been about the coaching, whether it's been about the Zion situation, whatever the case may be, it takes you two seconds to look this stuff up. And these people are smart, educated people. It's just easy to run with a, to run with a bad narrative or to run with something that somebody else did versus doing it versus individualizing it and putting it up, you know, looking it up yourself. So um, I think that's what's frustrating because if we could do it, or somebody that ain't, you know, you know, that doesn't, that has 10 followers, 12 followers, 3,000 followers, I would hope that somebody that works for ESPN or Fox Sports or, you know what I'm saying, you know, any any of these play, NBA TV, former player or not, can do the same thing. 
Hey, Chris, this is General D. I, you know, I really appreciate you, you having that space for everyone because even there are times when I'm just frustrated watching the game and I'll get on and not even say anything. I put my hand up or anything like that and just listen to what everybody has to say. And also gives me an opportunity to see if other people are feeling the same way that I feel. So that, I really appreciate you doing that. And I think that you just tapped into is called media malpractice, right? I mean, we sure say that. Enough. Absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, you know, and, and not only can you get the information by just looking on Twitter or reaching out to some of the actual websites that, that put out this actual factual information. And that's what's so frustrating about how they want to just all of a sudden put these narratives out there that make absolutely no sense and are, are directed with no facts-based uh, assessments. You know, so I think you just hit on it that we have a lot of we have a lot of educated people making uneducated opinions. And that's very frustrating from just a fan base or even somebody that that is just loves the city. You know, one thing I want to ask you, because we're on the topic of basketball, what do you think or you see is the biggest need for the Pelicans to be a consistent winner? But player wise, or do you think it's it's more cultural? What do you think is, is that missing piece? Uh, I mean, you know, you need you need consistency all around, right? You know what I mean? You know, you need you need a core of players that you know that that are that are there, that are committed, that you know are tied in and get a chance to be, um, you know, to build some level of you know rhythm with each other for years. Whether you know whether we're talking star players, whether we're talking role players, whatever the, you know, whatever the case may be, there, right? You need a level of you can't you know if. Willie Green is your third coach in three years. You need a level of consistency there in regards to the voices and the teachers that are there, the front office structure, all those things. I mean, I think it starts there. Um, and if we're talking, you know, you know, beyond that, I mean, continue to listen. I mean, you got to continue to listen to the people, man. Like, you know, the thing, the thing about New Orleans is that they'll, I mean, these people on Twitter, you know, or on the street, they'll tell you. And they've been screaming a lot of the same things for – you know, for years about, hey, we could do this to make the situation better. We can make that to make situations better. Let's make the Smoothie King Center like this. Let's do this. Let's add this for a night. Let's add this for a night. The people will tell you, all you got to do is listen, you know, on that side of on that side of things. But if we're talking to be, you know, to be a consistent winner, I mean, you need, you need buy-in and you need consistency all around. Of course, you need talent. The talent is there. Um, but, I mean, look, you got a coach, for example, in Willie Green that, and I mean, we've been talking the past few weeks about you know maybe some of his some of his struggles and things that he could do better. But at the end of the day, he got these guys playing hard and believing, you know, night in and night out. If you can build that consistency right then and there, and you don't even have the you don't even have all the talent available that hopefully you will have. If you if you got that buy in and the talent is able to mix in with that, and it's not a bunch of it's not con, you know consistent sudden change and disarray, you you can be a winner. And you'll be a consistent winner. And the people are going to follow that. We're talking with Chris Connor. Follow him over on Twitter at Impatient Bull, host of Pelican Spaces. Might have heard him last night. If you haven't listened to uh, Pelican Spaces over on Twitter, I highly advise you to because that's where a lot of Pelican fans could go to cry with one another, um, get pissed off with one another, and also be very happy with one another. Um, Travis has another question for you, Connor. I mean, Chris. Go ahead. Chris. Man, I gotta ask you this, man. When Brian came on that radio, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm about, to, I'm about to act a little crazy. Just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, just go. Yeah, it's, nah, it's, man. Look, hey, what, what part? The best part, what part was you, Chris, saying that you have to be respectful the whole time in the background. I thought that was hilarious. Look, look, no, because look, everybody, because I knew coming Everyone into knows. it. Like I, I, listen, I, I got emo, I got emotions too. I'm a little crazy. I know I, I didn't call and call people a lot of things that I can't say on the radio. You know what I'm saying? But I knew in that in that situation that it, it like it had to be different. I couldn't. It was people that wanted to verbally attack Perk. It's people shout to Devin that invited Perk. There ain't no other way to say it to you know to their hands. You know to their hands, and we all know you know New Orleans got some of the best hands. In the country, so that's that's neither here nor there. But but my point is, is that I knew it had to be a certain level of temperament. Brian needed to be up because Brian got a certain he got a certain pass in a certain way. On top of having some media training, it's a mixture that you just can't teach. So I needed him up there, and that's also that's also my OG. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, once we start talking about um, spouses. And we start talking about family upbringings Texas. and locations. I'm like, I, uh, you know, 
I might need to step in here because, you know, it started to raise. It started to raise up. He got he got perk emotional. But, look, that was everything. Like, that that part, like, that's – in reality, that's what a lot of the spaces is about. And shout-out to OG for, you know, you know for bringing that in the way that he did. It was the reason I wanted him up there because I knew I wasn't going to have to do it. Somebody else – and he was the perfect person for it. Now, I got a little scared because I thought I was about <laughs> to go left. And y'all know how Brian could be. Those who are those who know Brian know Brian. Oh, yeah. Okay? So, I ain't want – you know, but I mean, it all it all worked out. Passionate. It was amazing content. It was funny. Um, yeah, Brian, Brian, my dude forever, man. You you know what, man? At the end of the day, Perk needed to hear that. He needed to hear that New Orleans passion. I I doubt if he ever gets on media. I think he he won't get on ESPN anytime soon and say anything bad about New Orleans, because if that's the passion that you can get just for mentioning. Um, relocation. If somebody can come at you and tell you something about relocating your wife, <laughs> I think, you know, <laughs> I think hey. he's earned a, a a good right to you know just shut up about New Orleans, man. Let us handle hey. this on the inside. Hey Travis, look, bullying bullying works sometimes, man. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, Wait, I don't what, know was how, Zach Randolph how said? to say that. Was Zach Randolph used to say that? From, uh, from my from my parts, the bullies my get bullied. Bullies yeah, get yeah. bullied. Yes, yes, and, I mean, and that's what Brian look. from bullies get bullied, yo. <laughs> Matt, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes also said something. Look, vi- violence. Violence is not the answer, but sometimes it is. Yeah. And, I mean, and that just verbal. In that case, that was that was a little verbal violence that you know happened. But it looks, man, we like we did well. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We didn't we didn't call the man out his name because y'all could have seen my mentions and some of stuff that was in my DM. Y'all know it was flying around. You know what yeah. So you know, um, man, I, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud how how that went. But Brian, he's something else. <laughs> Chris, I really do appreciate your time coming on the show today. Hope, Looking forward to have you back here in the near future. I wish you would have been able to get a little bit of your uh, what you originally wanted to talk about last night because I was looking forward to hearing what y'all had to say about the, the Phoenix Suns. But, hey, last night you, you, you couldn't have you know scripted up anything better than that and um, really appreciate you for coming on and giving us some of your time. And you can follow him over on Twitter at Impatient Bull. Appreciate y'all, man. It's been a uh, it's been a um, a long ride here, and uh, you know I hope to see y'all. And you know, actually, when I'm you know when I'm in the city, and uh, you know we can do some more of these. It's been a you know I've been I've been having y'all on my radar for a little bit. So I'm glad y'all called. We connected, and uh, you know I holler at y'all next time. Appreciate all y'all that tuned in. Absolutely, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, all right, okay. we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this Pelicans news. Um, or we could switch it out. Whatever, whatever y'all want to do, we could talk about the upcoming game against Phoenix tonight. And then we're going to have Daniel Salerson over at one thirty to talk about that. But when we come back, we'll have some other news. And this is the flagship station of the New Orleans Falcons. I'm Jordan Cleaver. That's Travis and General D. We'll be right back after this break. The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Time is money. 
Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. No, it is not Gus Kattengill. It's Jordan Lebear alongside with General D and Travis, the member of LeBou's kingdom. LeBron. Uh, no, LeBou. Gus left for Philadelphia to call Tulane women's basketball as they take on Temple. But, hey, we were talking about something earlier, but before we get to that, um, let's bring in Papa G and Kenner, and then we'll talk about what Jack had to say earlier about do star players have too much power and just, you know, either the, be the NFL or NBA. Papa G and Kenner, what you got for us, man? Uh, hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this question is for Colonel D. Uh, I know y'all have been talking basketball, and I know that, that uh, basketball is your area of expertise. Uh, you know, and mine is baseball, you know, my experience being the starting center fielder in high school. Uh, but I would like to talk about the Saints if I could. Uh, if, uh, you know, about the quarterback For sure. situation, yeah. about what's going to happen, you know, because it is the most important position on the field. You know, we've been spoiled with having Drew Brees here for a long time and then what happened last year. You know, uh, I wanted to get his take on, you know, if the Saints are going to do something in the draft in the first round or possibly move up, you know, to get one of these guys that they like, uh, you know, even though it is kind of a weak class, um, or do we go Winston short term or maybe a little longer term and maybe getting a little bit of a discount, or do we look to trade for like an expiring contract like Garoppolo or maybe a guy like Wentz or maybe swinging for the fences, uh, in getting a guy like, uh, you know, trading uh, a bunch of first-round picks for Russell Wilson. I'm going to hang up and listen to your response. Uh, I appreciate you taking my call, Private D. Keep shaking. <laughs> right, so he called you Colonel Colonel, Colonel Private, Private General. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of respect there. It's just, uh, <laughs> I think like I, you might know you. I, I think I, I may know. know who that is calling in. But to, to address what he's saying, I think there's a lot of different options the Saints can go. We do know that the Saints – Position at quarterback is the most vital that we can put uh, in place. And right now, if you look at what the Saints have done with their staff, it's all been about consistency. And But the hiring of Dennis Allen, uh, keeping that defense together, is what this team's trying to do. But to address what you're, what you're talking about on the offensive side, I, I do believe that Carmichael being in place is going to influence that decision tremendously. And I do think it brings Jameis Winston's value up from the fact that he's been here for two years, he knows the system, and when he was been on the field, he was five and two this past year, and his his actual touchdown to interception ratio was probably one of the best he's had. So t- to that point, I think he's your 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 kind of fallback plan. I know there's been some courting that's been going on up in in um, in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's his agents putting it out there or not. It looks like he's been all in with the Saints, looking to rehab his knee. But to to answer your question about will we take a swing at a big free agent, I think the only one that the Saints would really take the big swing for is Russell Wilson. But you kind of hit hit upon it is that are we willing to give up that kind of king's ransom to get get the guy, you know? And I I think he's a perfect fit for what you're trying to get accomplished. I think he's a leader, walks into the building, commands respect right from day one. But what you're going to have to give, and and really I think this team is in the position to win now, if – you know, you look at what the Rams would have done if they would have just taken care of business that last game. We're in the playoffs, and they, you know, they want to win in the Super Bowl and couldn't knock off the team that they they beat the following week. So, uh, I, I like where the Saints sit right now as an organization. I do have some concerns. We'll probably get into that in the three o'clock hour a little bit more about some in depth moves that they could possibly make. But to address your point about the quarterback position, it is the most vital one we're going to look at. And I do think there's a couple of quarterbacks that the Saints might be willing to take, but I don't know that this is going to be a situation where Jeff Ireland and the 
And Mickey Loomis looked to make that move up to go after a guy like I know you love Matt Corral. So if he's sitting there, Wait, how do you know that he like he likes? Matt I think Cor- I know who that that guy okay, is, okay. and uh, he's. That's a say. I'm like, yeah, it's it's, it's it's a Matt Corral uh, radio power. Yeah, so I I do <laughs> <laughs> I do think that might be a guy. I do think that. Um, what was the one that you said, Travis? Uh, uh, the guy from Liberty, uh, the quarterback from Liberty. I don't really Will, remember Willis, his name. I think it is. Yeah, and, he's uh, really good. Really yeah, good. Yeah, and you know, there's a couple of guys that you could probably point to, but not Jimmy G. Yeah, definitely not, not, not Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. Not I Jimmy think G. That he's going to be asking for a lot of money uh, for what, not really with the value you're going to get in return. I do think you can get Winston on a, a, a shorter deal, bridge quarterback, deal. and be your bridge quarterback, or be able to kind of put him out there. I, I think he's going to get more than a, a one-year prove-it deal. Maybe you give him a three-year deal. And then work that to where you have the ability to be that, that team option after the first year or second year to see if you want to expand that contract. Hopefully that answers your question. Right now, when you look around the NFL, there are a couple of teams that can really use quarterbacks. It's it's going to be a really good quarterback market. Um, I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, and I'd, I'd highly doubt if they don't throw in the whole system just to try to get Aaron Rodgers or if they don't try to get Russell Wilson as well. Because when you look at that team, the only thing that was bad was Apple turnover Tannehill. Um, he's, he's been bad. I, I don't know why we gave him a contract, um, but that that's a whole other story. Well, I mean, you, you're going to look at a lot hate. of dominoes that are going to start falling once free agency starts. Yes. So yes. once, the, once the, you know, the musical chairs start, there's going to be quarterbacks that come available that you didn't think were going to be available. Mm-hmm. So really, if these kingpins start to move, and you start seeing, like like Jack had talked about before, you know, he mentioned that a guy like Aaron Rodgers that have too much power. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely, they have too much power. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, LeBron has too much power. Oh but, no, no, but thing Come is, on, this is what I would say, Travis, to that. LA. No, he has too this. much power. But I will give you that he has given you championships. All right, Aaron Rodgers has only given you one championship. For all the other antics <laughs> that go along with Aaron <laughs> yeah. Rodgers, he's he's given this this messiah. Um, Ledge that he's Complex. on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't understand it really, and and I do think he's a great quarterback. Man, when I when I draft for fantasy football, he's a guy that yeah, I, I used to hit, right, right. But this isn't fantasy, yeah. And he's a guy that has to be able to play with amongst other people. And the thing that most teams look at is why the quarterback position is so important is because that is the most leadership position you have to have. And I think certain teams, that's why when they went out and got Matthew Stafford to bring into the building to to move on from golf, that's why the Rams all of a sudden became that team you looked at is a, is a ch- team that could possibly win the championship. To your point about Tannehill, Tannehill's had mm. some opportunities down in Miami, mm. goes to Tennessee. He's played well, but he hasn't played well consistently enough to take his team to the next level. That's the thing that this fan base has to remember. We are replacing a Hall of Famer, Drew Brees. And you saw it last year. There were times when you're like, oh, well, he could do things that Brees couldn't do because he could push the ball down the field. We were playing our fourth-string quarterback at one point last year. You know, not to say that we have Taysom Hill that was beat out by Jameis Winston, and then he's hurt, and then Taysom Hill's hurt, Mm -hmm. and then now you're playing Trevor Simeon, Mm -hmm. who gave you some actually decent games, but not enough to be what Drew Brees was. You had Ian Book playing a game last year. Exactly. You had guys that were actually suiting up the day of the game that were playing on the offensive line. They actually contacted Drew Brees to come back and play in that game, Mm -hmm. but after kind of looking at it from perspective of, (laughs) Can I walk after this game? And does does Brittany want him to actually do that? He wasn't about to come back and do that. A a picture of him on the golf course, I'm pretty sure, and there was a rainbow on the background. Listen, man, like, I I cannot stress to you enough. I do not like Ryan Tannehill, man. And I don't like him because. Tighten up. (laughs) Don't do this, man. I wish we wouldn't tighten up our money into him. That's what I wish we wouldn't have done. But you can't play hide and go seek with quarterbacks in the NFL. We've seen this now. Two, two, three years over, we saw the Rams get to the championship until they had to play hide-and-go-seek with their quarterback. We watched Jacksonville implode with a team because they tried to play hide-and-go-seek with their quarterback. We watched the 49ers two years in a row play hide-and-go-seek with the quarterback. That hide-and-go-seek with quarterback stuff has to get cut out of the NFL the, if, if you want to be a championship team. So when, early in this year when they were playing hide-and-go-seek with Jameis Winston, we look kind of bad. Then they stopped playing hide and go seek with him. He looked really good. Unfortunately, he got hurt. The hide and go seekness with the quarterback. If they're going to bring in somebody, have full confidence in him. That is it. Cut the ties. So. Yeah. The, the thing that I think a lot of people didn't realize, or I, I don't know if you've seen recently, the Bengals, who when they brought in Joe Burrow, who kind of changed that, that trajectory of the franchise. Now there's all kind of hope. They're not even sold out right now. Yeah. <laughs> so who day, you know, this whole oh, who day boy. thing. 
is ridiculous. And the fact that they're not selling out, there's a fan base. Nobody's clamoring to say that, you know, they're not supporting their team. Here's a team that was putting them in the championship and was one, a, one play, two plays away from winning it all and still can't sell out the building. So our fan base here in New Orleans, be it the Pelicans or the Saints, are 100% NOLA proud, mm. right? That's General D alongside with Travis and Jordan Kleber and myself. Uh, when we come back, we'll, dis- we'll continue this discussion here on the flagship station of the New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN Radio New Orleans. Come Monday morning, I'll be broke again. It's finally Friday, I'm free again. I got my motor running for a wild weekend. It's finally Friday, I'm out of control. Forget the work and blues and let the good times roll. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay 